Hello, beloved. I greet you today in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to another edition of the Kingdom Ambassador Ministries podcast. This is episode number eight, and I'm your host, Angie Aulis. Today, beloved, I want to talk about the spirit of mammon. So if you would grab your Bible, if you're able to, if you're not driving, we are going to the scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. And the scripture reads, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I looked up mammon in the Strong's Concordance, and the reference is G3126. It is of Chaldee origin, confidence that it is figuratively wealth personified, mammonious, that is avarice, deified, to make a god of, excessive or insatiable desire for wealth or gain. This is Webster's definition, greediness. I would also like to look at Luke 16, 11, and 13. These verses about mammon begin my research. We all know that if we are born-again believers, that we serve God or we should serve God. I'm not saying that we don't. But bear with me just a second. I have been struggling with decisions that I need to make about certain areas in my life. So whenever I read this scripture in Matthew, I began to feel the Holy Spirit tug on my heartstrings to dig a little deeper to find out what mammon really is. So my search always begins with the Strong's Concordance. And as we, as I just read, it is of Chaldee origin, mammon is. So the beginning definition of mammon is Chaldee origin, and this began another research. I have heard this before in the Bible, particularly about the Chaldeans and Abraham. And this is in Genesis eleven thirty one. So if you want to look at that or write these down for future reference, um, Genesis 11 and 31 will be our next text. Um, so let's go ahead and turn there now. So what we are learning about here is Abraham and his father and his family. And it states, and Terah, or Terah, took Abraham his son, this was Abraham's father, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees 
to go into the land of Canaan. And they came into Haran and dwelt there. So Abram left Ur with his family, Ur of the Chaldeans, to go into the land of Canaan. And they came into Haran. So according to the maps, when I looked at this, his journey was about 600 miles. And it's located in what we know as currently as Turkey. So Abraham's father, Terah, or Terah, originally set out to lead his large family from Ur to Canaan. This was his, this was his mission. This is what he wanted to do. So when they got about halfway to Canaan, uh, Terah decided to settle down in Haran instead of pressing on to Canaan land. <laughs> There's a message for you. But back to what I want to bring forth here. So once I started to read this, I, I was really amazed because I had thought this whole time that Abraham was in the land of Ur when God or, or the Lord had said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And that, my friend, is in Genesis 12 and 1. I have read this scripture many times, but I guess I need to search out the scriptures more and pay close attention to what the text is actually saying and not take someone's word for it. Hello? <laughs> so now back to the Chaldee origin. You know, we can learn a, a lot about them in the book of uh, Habakkuk. So I encourage you to read the entire book for yourself because it's only three chapters. So it, it wouldn't take you very long to read it. But my particular um, text today is going to be uh, chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. Um, in chapter 1, we learn that God has a lot to say about the Chaldeans and their behavior. So... Uh, I'm just going to briefly summarize some of the things that he says here. This is found in verses 6 through 10. You know, God calls them uh, a bitter and hasty nation. They are terrible. They come for, uh, for violence. They scoff at kings and princes. And in my research, I discovered that they were known for astrology and witchcraft. And some scholars understood Mammon to be a demon, a fallen angel that personifies the sin of greed and is the demon lord of avarice. Now, where did we hear that before? We heard that in our definition of Mammon from the Strong's Concordance, right? Um, the Strong's defined it as Mammonius, that is arvorous, which is deified as to make a god of. So it is a deity. Mammon is a deity, a little g god. I'll have more about those on a later podcast, but for now, let's focus on this. So this spirit of mammon 
tries to seduce us, folks, by getting us to put money before God. Now listen to me. I don't think any of us are intentionally doing this. But just as I implied the word seduce here, I do believe this is true. You know, Webster's defines mammon as the false false god of riches and greed. My goodness, even Webster's defines it as that. So this spirit wants us to make decisions based on finances instead of what the spirit of God is saying to us. Let me give you an example. Let's say that I offered you $50,000 more a year to come to work for me and my company. And along with that, I offer you the benefits that you're wanting. And as a bonus, I'm going to throw in a company car. Would you take this? I believe some would say yes. Where do I sign? Because all of the stuff that I'm offering is why some of us would say yes. So some of you may say no because you have no desire to work for my company. And I'm saying that neither is the right reasoning here. Now bear with me. Let me explain. If if you choose either of these reasons, whether yes or no, based on money or personal preference. These are the yes or no answers. It's either the money or it's your personal choice that you don't have a desire to work for my company. Are you with me so far? The first decision could let the spirit of mammon into one's life. <laughs> Although 50K a year, you know, that, that may be from the Lord, a, a raise for that much. Or it may not be from the Lord. And you, you know, you're saying, well, how so? How, how could that be? You know, it just seems like that that's what the Lord wants for me. Well, my point is, is we have to consult our Heavenly Father God to know the answer, either yes or no, to this offer that I've just offered you. Listen, I, I know this is probably not going over well. It didn't with me when I started reading this. You know, I, I felt prompted, though, by the Holy Spirit to share this with you today because we're friends, right? And we're brothers and sisters in Christ. So I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I'm only pointing at myself because once I'm pointing a finger at someone, I have four pointing back at me, right? So I just want us to look at something. We as believers, you know, we don't consider ourselves to be worshipers of money. We claim to be worshipers of God, but sometimes that spirit of mammon slips in 
just like that old that old Satan, old devil. That's what he does. He just he's sly. He just slips in. You know, if if it tempted Jesus, then we need not to think it won't tempt us. And you say, sister, when did it tempt Jesus? I'm glad you asked me. In Matthew 4, 8 through 9, and uh, I, I want you to read that. Let's turn over there now. Matthew 4, 8 and 9. Right here it says, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. <laughs> you know, Satan, or Lucifer, the devil, he is he is the god of this world, and he... He owns the kingdoms and, and the things of this world. He is worldly. We don't serve this world. We serve our Father God. So these next and these last points that I want to observe, they're going to be tough, y'all. But, but if you'll stay with me till the end, I believe it will help every one of us. So I want us to ask us ask ourselves a question how do we know if the spirit of man is trying to seduce us well i have a couple of points about that number one if we have anxiety over unmet needs or number two if we have fear about the future and guys these are just a couple of things i want to point out there are many others but time won't allow me to go into all of them today but i just want to point these these two things out because these are the things that concern me you know thinking about if if i have anxiety over unmet needs you know our god's name one of his many names is jehovah jireh the lord my provider you know when we when we buy into the spirit of mammon's philosophy we live under the banner of hopelessness mammon cannot control the future that is in god's hands when we have fear about the future just always remember that it is in god's hands god extends his hands toward us and supplies our every need and this is according to Philippians 4 and 19. Let's turn there now. This is how we fight the, the enemy is with the word. Because this is how Jesus, you know, he, he told him, it is written. Well, friend, today we need to find the place where it is written. Every time that old enemy tries to slip in and cause us to doubt or unbelief and have fear and anxiety, Back to Philippians 4 and 19, it says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, I believe God's word to be true. And I know that you do the same. We are, we are Christ followers. We are worshipers of God. And I want us to realize and know that, you know, if we have allowed this spirit to creep in on us, that there's hope. 
<laughs> we do not have to continue to listen to the lies of the devil. We don't have to continue to listen to the lies of mammon. Amen. You know, um, the spirit of mammon, it works unbelief. Because it will tell you that the Lord's ways are foolish and they're outdated. And it will get us to stop maybe tithing or it will convince us that, you know, we shouldn't be giving to the Lord's work. Oh, you shouldn't give, you shouldn't give money to that. That's ridiculous. That's just, you know, that's, that's foolishness. Why should you give to that, to that widow? Or why should you give to that person that's sick? Or why should you give to that ministry? You know, this is what, this is what the spirit of mammon lies and tells us. You know, we are stewards of God and God wants us to prosper. He wants us to be generous and mammon wants us to be selfish and mammon wants to bind us. But friend, I tell us today that God wants us to be free and follow his word. Mammon brings a curse, but God brings a blessing. Always remember that. And the spirit of mammon, it will bring disobedience into our lives. And the spirit of mammon, it, it causes us to not trust in God. You know, Jesus ended his teaching on stewardship in Luke 16. And he, you know, the Pharisees, they were lovers of money. And they turned up their noses and they mocked Jesus. Paul writes that we, we wrestle against these spirits that will not give God first place. And we have talked about this so much, y'all, in previous, in previous podcasts about Ephesians 6. You know, the spirit of mammon, it tries to dominate us. And other signs of the spirit of mammon, you know, one of them is determining our success by how much money we're making. You know, we, we live as consumers and not stewards. And having money and thinking that we have the right and power to do anything we want to when, you know, really it's, it's God's. It causes us, that spirit of mammon, it causes us to live beyond our means and on the edge financially. But I want us to know today that the choice, God gave us a choice. He, cho he asked us to choose, and he told us not to serve two masters, that we can't do it, or I can't do it. That's what I'm saying to myself today. Like I said, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. They're all pointing right back at me. So I want us to be encouraged today, and I want us to know that we do not have to live this way any longer. We don't have to be seduced by this spirit because you know why? We've caught the thief. And the thief has to repay. So he has to repay us in our blessings. And not only blessings, not financially. That's not what I mean. That's not what I'm talking about. Our peace of mind where we don't have anxiety or fear or unbelief or disobedience. That we learn that we are trusting God. That's how we are blessed. That we are, that our faith is, is uh, increased. That we trust the Lord. 
So I want us to uh, I want us to end today by praying. And I want I want us all I want you to repeat this prayer after me. So just say these words after me and I'll give you ample time. Lord, in the name of Jesus, if I have let the spirit of mammon control me in any way, I repent of it right now. I bind the spirit of mammon and I cast it out of my life. And I cover myself in the precious blood of Jesus. And I cover myself with the shield of faith. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to my show. If you enjoyed my podcast, please subscribe by clicking on subscribe now so you can be notified of future episodes. I will be having guests on my upcoming shows and wouldn't want you to miss them. For more information or if you need prayer, you can write to me at kingdomambassadorministries at gmail.com or P.O. Box 66, Bakersville, North Carolina, 28705. Thank you, and until next time, God bless each of you in Jesus' name.